0: Everybody. You're listening to the For Your Consideration Podcast. My name is Tyron D. Walker. And today we are going to be reviewing a little movie here called Avatar The Way of Water. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, check it out over um, my little Christmas break. And um, yeah, so I figured why not uh, talk about this uh, Avatar, a.k.a. Fur and Gully uh, part two uh movie here and uh, i say that half facetiously because this movie or this uh film franchise reminds me so much of fern gully it's it, it, you know they're the they're very similar you know if you if you are a kid from the 90s and you watch fern gully you know exactly what what i'm referring to if not if you're if you're one of these new age kids that don't watch uh, old cartoons and you probably have no idea what I'm talking about and probably some adults that are older than me probably don't know what I'm talking about when I'm referencing for but um, it, it's very similar, it's, it, especially the first movie. It um, You you can even go to, to Pocahontas and, and some of these other film franchises that we've seen that have done it. I mean, that story is is, is very similar to a lot of movies we've seen. So, how does Avatar Two: Way of Water? Um, how does that compare to Far and Gully? No, no, I'm joking. Uh, we're not going to do that. But but we we are going to um um go and uh, have a spoiler review of of this film. So if you haven't seen a movie and the movie's been out since uh, December sixteenth, um, it was released in the, in the U.S. Or so if you're one of these lucky people that went out there and were able to see it before, then um you know it's been out it's been out a while so I'm assuming a lot of people have uh have had have had the opportunity to um have seen it at this point so um a lot of people have been praising this movie uh you know uh, of course the the visual effects um which i concur with I, I believe the the visual effects are absolutely stunning and breathtaking and um it clearly is an improvement. Visually from the first Avatar movie, and I think to shoot the whole film in the water, some of the creatures, the way that they look and the way that they are designed, even the um, the avatars and how they've improved on on the technology, I thought was phenomenal. I, I thought the action sequences were great, especially, you know, the beginning action sequence and the end action sequence. Um, especially when uh Zoe Saldana's character, um Natiri, she goes on a on a killing spree and we'll and we'll get to what leads up to that killing spree. Um when she goes on that killing spree at the end, I thought the action was done and handled really well and I you know, I think that's an underrated aspect of James Cameron's uh bag is um the way that he's able to, to shoot action um and you go back and look at the titanic movies you go back and look at even if you want to go even further with those um terminator movies he does a really good job of of shooting action sequences and i and i, I don't think we actually um praise him enough for that um going back to the underwater scenes i mean in my opinion these are the best underwater scenes that that i've ever seen um just the way it looks again visually and also you know the actors themselves what they were able to do and, and you know if you've if you are aware of some of the background of it i mean they did a lot of a lot of training a lot of training in terms of you know holding their breath under underwater um to to pull off these performances and and the physical toll that takes so i praise them for their commitment uh, to uh, to these roles um I, I thought, I thought they, um, I, I think to, to put your body through that and to have that commitment level, I, you know, obviously they're being paid millions and millions of dollars to do that, <laughs> but still, I mean, just, just the will and the want to, to be able to do that and incite in the psychology behind being able to hold your breath underwater, uh, for that long. I, I mean, I, I come um, all of them. Um, so, so yeah, again, positives of the movie, i visually of course we know how how stunning this movie is and and uh and i highly recommend seeing it in in the movie theater if you if you can or if you want to wait for it to come out um i think you would be doing yourself a, a little bit of a disservice but but again visually it's amazing um uh action wise it it brings it um i think the score is also another thing that uh is underrated here. I thought it was a really good score, and 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 the way some of the the way it's shot as well. I mean, I think the cinematography of it um was was really good. Um, and but again, these are the same things that we said about the first movie when when it came out in uh, in two thousand and nine. It's just like it, they just enhance all the things that you if you really enjoyed the the first Avatar movie and you really love the visual effects um then you're really gonna like it because it you know it definitely improves on on the visual uh all of it, right? The visual phenomena, so to speak. it, it it's it's stunning. It's it's you know it's beautiful. It's a beautiful um film just just to look at. So um even if you aren't a fan, like as in me, like I wasn't a huge fan of the Avatar of the original Avatar. I I, I understood why people were were into it but at the same time I was also kind of like you know I, I think I need a little bit more than just it, it, it looking visually stunning um so with this movie does it have the same issues that I had with the first movie yes it, it does I I think I think the biggest problem for me um with, with this movie all comes down to just just the simplicity of of the story, I, I think it's just is to me. I think for a movie that's hype this big, I d- I just feel like I want more. Like I want more character development. I want to feel attached to these to these characters. And I just, for some reason, I just don't feel that connected to them. And I know you know people want to make the comparison to to Marvel and some of these other superhero movies. But even even if you look at characters like Iron Man or even Thor and um, some of these other Avengers, Black Panther, they are so well developed as, as characters, you know, when, when somebody, mostly, most of the time when someone dies in the, in, in the MCU, you typically, you typically like, oh man, like I, I genuinely like, like that character. Oh man, I feel for them. You know what I mean? Um, they They often have like, there's usually something about these characters that you can grab onto that. You can latch onto. I think one of the. I think Iron Man is one of these characters that I think we that we un, that we underrate in terms of like his character arc. You know, from being an arms dealer to having P uh, PDSD um, to saving the world, to the issues with his father and all this other stuff. I think we just over. You know, I think because it's a superhero movie, I think we forget that this guy, that Iron Man Tony Stark, has a lot of trauma, and he's been through a lot you know, with these characters, there, there really isn't any of that. They, they are kind of like one note, you know, um, with, with Jake Sully, you know, it was really about him, you know, wanting to protect his family being a father. Um, but it doesn't really go any deeper than, than that. Again, with Zoe Saldana's character with Natiri, like it's, she doesn't have really much to do in, in this movie. I mean, the kids are, are, are really good, but there's a big chunk of this movie where we spend it between a kid and a whale, <laughs> like, and, and it and I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, they're building this up, and I hope it really pays off, and in my opinion, it really didn't pay off the way I wanted it to, I'm like, if you're gonna invest this much time between a kid and a whale, I really need it, I really need it to pay off, and, and, and it, and it didn't, it just, it, it didn't do it for me, and then you have, you know Stephen Lang's character, um, Colonel Miles. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't want to start getting into trying to pronounce some of these characters' names because I, I know I'm gonna mess it up. Um, but he's the Colonel in this movie. Um, he's he was a main antagonist from the first from the first film, um, and and just even the way that they brought him back is just like oh you know his self consciousness got transferred into this into this avatar so it's not really the same person it's just his consciousness in a different avatar i'm like oh my goodness and you know the way that they they didn't really go into detail or explained it and again even he's just like a one-node antagonist he just he just is after you know jake sully there's no added layer to him and they do try and build him up because he does have a son which again they don't fully explain but they do try and make him like more, I don't even want to say sympathetic because I didn't really find him sympathetic, but they did try to give him l- l- another layer with adding his son to the mix, but that didn't really land for me either. You have, um, you have Sigurney Weaver's uh, character who, if you know, if you saw the original one, Sigourney Weaver's character, she she plays a, a doctor in the first movie, but she ends up dying. But oh, well, lo and behold, she is in this movie playing a different character. I should say, playing the daughter of her other character, which apparently her avatar gave birth to her daughter, who she's also playing. If you can make sense of that. I'm, I'm like saying it out loud and I'm trying to make sense of it in my mind and it's not, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but that's essentially what happens. You know, she's playing her daughter in this movie and it's kind of distracting to me because I know a Sigourney Weaver and I know how old she is and she actually sounds like she's older but she's supposed to be playing like I would imagine like a teenager in this movie and she doesn't sound like a teenager at all <laughs> like she just she doesn't it. so it just kept throwing me off it, it, it just it just took me out of the movie for some reason and, and another character that threw me off that I I'm sorry I, it shouldn't I, but when I see whenever I see Eddie Falco I like to think about is is the Sopranos for the most part so when I see it so when I see her prop up as a general in this movie I'm kind of like, man, this is kind of out of place for her, but I, but in my mind, I'm just thinking like, man, she should be in The Sopranos. But I mean, she's she's a good actor, so I, I you know, I, but it's just that's that's my own personal problem that I, you know, I have to rectify with with that. But you know, even even Kate Winslet's character, you know, they they're so they're so like limited. they're, they're there's nothing more. There's nothing more to them. I mean, the kid the kids were the kids were good, I mean, you know, they, 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 um, child actors, they, they were good, but again, like, it's very, it's a very simplistic, you know, um, it's, it's a very simplistic plot that you have going here, but in terms of the kids, like, um, it's, it's a, it's a family dynamic here between, you know, the chief of this water, uh, tribe, and, you know, and, uh, Jake Sully's, um. Um, uh, sons Um, and I'm sitting up here thinking to myself I I just saw this in in House of the Dragon and they and they did a phenomenal job on it and I'm like man this is this does not compare and I and I know that we really shouldn't compare a series to like a movie because they had several episodes to flush that out but I just but the thing that really got me was that whole middle sequence where where the movie just comes to a screeching halt when you have one of Jake Sully's sons, you know, trying to connect with this, with this whale. And again, if they took, if they cut some of that down and they just focus on some of the other characters in his, in his movie, I, I think you might, I, I would actually feel way more positive about it. I and mean, you know, like, I like, again, like I said, Zoe Sadanas Naturi, like, you know, she was a main character in the first movie and I felt like she kind of got pushed to the side you know, in this movie, and the movie really does focus on the kids, they, they, they spend a lot, a lot of time focusing on the kids, and so, so when, um, one of Nateri's and Jake Sully's, uh, sons passes away, and he dies, I'm like, you know, you're, this is a, supposed to be an emotional scene, a, a heartfelt scene, and I'm, and I just, I don't know, I did not feel anything, you know, about their, in that moment, I didn't feel anything, um about these characters or cared enough about the cared enough about the character to have any type of emotional impact on me as as an audience member now now when naturi you know goes off on the killing spree, that's what i was talking about earlier in the episode now when she goes off and i and, you know that's the first time i sort of like felt like you know her pain um but yeah i mean i guess because again because i felt like they didn't really build his character up enough When he does die, it's kind of like, it's sort of anticlimactic a little bit for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, the same problems I had with the first movie or the same problems I have with this movie. And in a lot of ways, this movie just adding in kids is almost beat for beat, very similar to the first movie. And And it, you know, it doesn't sort of deviate very much in terms of storytelling, um, from the from the first movie either so i don't know guys it just didn't land for me um i know a lot of people really enjoy this film and a lot of people are telling me oh you know it's you know, that's the genius of it, you know, because because you could tell this simple story, you know, it, it works, you know, and then you got the technology and you got swimming fished and and all this, this new technology and whales and all this other stuff in here. I mean, it's it's great, man. It's phenomenal. And I'm sitting up here saying, uh, yeah, you know, but if this was a Marvel movie, you know, they'd be sitting up here, you know, criticizing this movie, in my opinion, they would be talking about how shallow it is and how how uninteresting the characters were and, and how it's, you know, it, it, I, I, you know, I, I I just feel like a part of it is just the James Cameron hype and the avatar hype of it. That is just kind of like, I kind of wish, like, I, I, I think that's why, you know, part of the, the, you know, this movie gets all, you know, the praise and hype that it gets is because of those two factors, uh, of James Cameron and this avatar and the first movie made so much money and, and the visuals behind it that I think people forget that there actually needs to be a story behind it as well. So I don't know guys, um, you know, if you liked it, if, I mean, if you liked the movie, I mean, you know, kudos to you, uh, you know, but in terms for me, it just, it, it didn't, it didn't work as well as I, as I wanted to, especially with improvements of the visuals, so yeah, and apparently I'm gonna have to sit through what another three of these at least. I mean, because this movie's already made uh, um a billion and a half, so you know the, clearly they're gonna continue making, continue making these movies. So I mean, I just hope that I just I just want them to to grow, not just in terms of the visual style but I want them to grow in terms of the storytelling perspective. And the thing is, I know James Cameron can, can do it obviously because we've seen him do it before in other franchises. But I, but I do feel like a part of it is like, he is so focused on the visual part of it that the actual narrative story part of it is lacking for me. So a part of me is almost saying that this is a part of it is is visual noise for me because I don't feel connected to these characters the way that other people, you know, are. So, you know, that's my thought on uh, Avatar. You want to go there, you want to see a visual spectacle, and you don't really care about the story that much. That's fine. And I also tell you this that you know, the movie starts off kind of with a bang and, I, and and for the first half, I was really into it because they had a lot of action into it. And then, like I said, the movie comes to a screeching halt and there's like nothing almost that happens in the middle of it. And you're sitting there like, Oh my gosh. And the movie is like three hours long, you know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, that's a lot of time to like, to have nothing going on in this movie. So I was kind of frustrated by that. And that also contributes to the fact that I, I don't view this movie as highly as other people do. But like I said, if you want to go to a film and you want to see a, just a visual spectacle, a visual like masterpiece, and then you know this is a movie that you want to see. But if you're looking for something deeper, and I would even go to, as far as to say, if you're looking for something that's on the lines of Marvel, I think this movie falls short of a Marvel movies in terms of its in terms of its story. Because I, you know, I think that you know criticize Marvel all you want, but one of the things I, I. Constantly feel like this that they've built these characters up and they've built um they've given these character story arcs and um they follow you know a formula in all their movies there's a beginning middle and end to each one of these stories where our main character has a trajectory from its from the start to its end it may not always work out the way you want to but there's always that aspect of it and I don't feel like we got that in this movie and I I think that's why it suffered so those are my thoughts on Avatar Way of Water. I did have the opportunity to also check out Glass Onion on Knives Out Mystery, which um, is out right now on uh, Netflix. Um, I enjoyed the first one very much. It was very surprising to me, the the, the first one. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, didn't expect anything of it, but I had such a good time with, with the first um, Knives Out movie. So I was really, I was really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, if you know some of the history behind it, um, Netflix buys it for an absurd amount of money. I, I, absurd amount of money. I, I can't remember the exact figure, but I know um, Netflix bought the, the rights to this property. And that's why you're going to see this movie and potentially um, another one um on on netflix i think ryan johnson is is working on the third film right now and he says he wants to continue making them and so does daniel so does daniel craig he wants to continue um, making them as as well And you know it kind of has that agatha christie vibe but it's it's different you know it's unique it's ryan johnson's uh style um so yeah coming into this movie i was extremely excited for it for it especially coming off of the original the original knives out because I had so much fun with it and I enjoyed all the performances and it was quirky and it was fun. And I, I actually enjoyed the mystery component of it. Um, like I, I kind of knew who done it, but it still kept me intrigued and, I, you know, it still sort of kept me on the edge of my seat. Cause like, I was like, well, maybe he, you know, he didn't do it, but it turns out that that was the guy, but, but because of the, but because of the performances, they were so, um, Um, the performances were so great and the writing was so snappy and smart and fun like you know i was able to you know knowing who done it you know it didn't bother me Uh, so how did this movie um how did how did this movie do compared to the original and i will say that i didn't i did not like it as much as the original but i still had a lot of fun with this movie um you know ryan johnson when he's not directing a star Wars movie i mean he knows what he's doing <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and i think daniel craig um as benoit blanc um and had southern draw i mean he's he's just a fun character i enjoyed edward norton who we haven't seen um in a while or at least what well, i haven't seen as a while i mean last time i like i really paid attention to edward norton was when was when he was uh playing the hulk and back in that was back in 2008 i was young whippersnapper out there i was 18 years old you know um um you know i thought he was i thought he was great leslie Oldham jr i mean i'm so used to seeing him like with his head shaved i i honestly i i was like yo who is this guy but you know that was that was him in, in, in the movie k hudson also is another is another person who i like you know you obviously know who they are but you don't really see them in, in as much these days but she was extremely like funny like usually those like dumb blonde like roles like they sort of annoy they're you know they annoy me but she like flirted with this line where I was like you know what this is actually this is funny like you know what I'm saying like I actually chuckled a couple times at, at her jokes Dave Bautista is also in this movie um you know he was he was good you know he has some he has some funny lines in here but to me the star standout um i love her music i think she's i i just you know whenever i listen to her and hear her talk or see her in interviews she's just like i just get good vibes from her and that's janelle monae i mean this is this is Jonathan this, this is janelle monae's um movie which is i'm not gonna say it's weird but you know she's she is a leading actress in this movie and listening to the other cast um, in interviews and they talked about her and they praised her, you know, but I didn't really, I don't really think much of it. And, I, and you know, as I'm sitting here watching the movie, I'm like, she doesn't really play a, you know, a, a major role in it. And two about halfway through the movie and you get a twist in here. I mean, you realize that, Oh shit, you know, she's a twin and her twin sister committed suicide. And now, she, you know, um, Helen, um, the, the one that's mostly in the movie, the twin that's mostly in the movie, um, you know. Now she's here playing her her twin sister, you know. And I thought that was that was like, I was like, uh, oh wow, you know, like, I th- I thought she played, um, Helen and Andy differently, but at the same time, it was still Janelle Monáh. <laughs> no, but I, no, no, seriously. I, th- I thought you know, I thought she was really the star standout. Uh, of this movie i mean she has some some liners in here too that i that i laughed at as well i mean i i don't know why i was just like really surprised by her performance and i mean i've seen her in other stuff but to me to me this is like her coming out you know party in my opinion as far as the mystery is concerned i you know they pretty much tell you who who did it at the very beginning i mean i picked up i picked up on it you know early early on probably within the first what uh you know half hour of the movie i think once they got to the island uh you know i pretty much and and once they got to the island and edward norton's character was surprised to see um andy there i kind of like okay well it's it's him you know you know i I was like you know he was surprised to see her which you know and and then as they start connecting everything together you're like oh now it's definitely him as well um you know that sort of you know drove um the stake through the heart of the vampire i don't know what i'm trying to say but you know you get what i'm trying to say that that it was pretty obvious that it was edward Norton's character miles Braun, that that was you know the culprit um uh but yeah i mean I, like i said all the characters are great i mean again it, it's it, you know it's they're very similar to the first movie where all these characters are pretty much selfish um bastards um, and you know, they're not good people for, you know, pretty much any of them. I mean, and that's including Andy, you know, Janelle's, um, the, the character, one of the twins that Janelle, uh, plays in the movie. Um, I'm, I guess Jessica Henwick is the only one that plays uh birdies assistant is really the only one that you could probably say probably has a good heart about them. Um, and Helen maybe, you know, of course, um, but, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's something that we've seen in his in his other movies about these these characters that you know that aren't good and 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 yet you find them highly entertaining because most of the time you know people like that. Um, as far as the plot goes, and as far as the story goes, I mean it's all over the place. I mean, in many ways, and I was watching a, a review on YouTube about this, and I agree with them. Um, in a lot of ways, this movie is stupid. And and the thing is that the movie recognizes how stupid it is. I mean, it, that's and and to me, I think that's the the shining light of of this movie, um, in terms of you know, with Daniel Craig's character Ben Ben um, Benoit Blanc when he's like uh, solving the um the mystery and he's just like this is stupid this is stu-. and i can't do i can't do his accent but he talks about how stupid this all is and i'm sitting up here like right this whole plot is is stupid it's so all over the place and yet i'm sitting here just mesmerized by this whole by this whole thing and i'm like this is just a highly entertaining movie and even though and even though it has some it has some corny jokes, and even though the characters are all wacky, and even though the story is not plausible, it doesn't make you know sense. Um, there's luck involved, uh, you know, and, and a lot of these um, murder mystery movies involve a lot of luck and timing and circumstance, and you know, and in this in this movie, there's one big long um, flashback sequence, and you're like, because because he solves the murder pretty um, pretty early on. I want to say like maybe a little bit halfway through the movie, but then you need that flashback sequence to sort of tie everything together. Um, so yeah, I mean the movie kind of knows what it is and it knows what it wants to be. And I, and I applauded for that, you know? Um, but like I said, it's not as good as the first movie because I, I, I enjoyed the mystery component of the first movie, more than this one but i still had a lot of fun with this movie like i said i I still had a fun with a lot of a lot of these characters there's some really there's some really fun cameos here i mean you have uh i think the biggest one is serena williams she really stood out all you know obviously because she was uh, on the peloton uh, or um or at least on the video asking about a workout so that was great and then you have like ethan hawk in here and then hugh Crane is here and, J- and joseph gordon uh levitt is is here so there's there's you know kareem abdul jabbar um is, is is in a movie um jared leto and jeremy Renner um apparently their likeness appears on on the bottles of hot sauce and stuff and kombucha um it, you know, like I said, th- these are just some wild, wacky characters, but it's fun, man. It's just, it's just a lot of fun to to sit through and watch this movie. So, I again, this is a movie I I highly recommend. Um, so yeah, I mean that is going to do it. Um, for me talking about these two movies. So don't forget to subscribe. Um, Don't forget to hit us up on our social um, media uh, accounts and, uh, you know, we'll be back shortly, you know, um, coming with you uh, this upcoming week um, um, with uh, another full uh, episode. I'm sure there'll be a lot to to talk about. Um, But yeah, until then, uh, film fans. uh, Bye bye.